Howdy, folks. Welcome to Pastor Granny's Bible Busters, where we bust open the Bible and look at some important issues and see what it really says. And don't be surprised if it's different than what you've heard all your life. Okay, you ready to dive in? This morning, we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene, the prostitute, right? No. Did you know? Oh, honey, did you know Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute? The Bible doesn't say that anyway. It doesn't say that anywhere. Again, Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. In Luke chapter 8, verse 2, it says that seven demons had come out of her, but it never says she was a prostitute. Now think about this. There's thousands of demons out there, and she only had seven of them cast out. So where did that come from? I mean, there should be other things to support it if that were true. Well, we did some research for you. See, I can do that, you know. My generation invented Google, so don't look at me and say she don't know. Okay, around 604, Pope Gregory wrote a homily, or what we call sermons now, and misinterpreted, we believe, on purpose, and equaled Mary's name to the Mary of Bethany and the woman sinner that washed Jesus' feet. Different Mary. Then other preachers jumped on board, and one of them grafted in the story of the woman that was caught in adultery. Well, he said that was Mary Magdalene. Bible does not say that. Okay, this is religion creeping in to downgrade women. So, am I saying that all religious people are creeps? Well, mostly. Hmm, forgive me. All right, let's look at some good things that Mary did do, Mary Magdalene. Mary, first of all, Magdalene was not her last name. She was originally from the town of Magdala, which is on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. I've been there, and it's gorgeous. Mary of Magdala was one of the women who followed Jesus. That's what they did back then. They, they said, your, your last name was not really your last name. It was like, like I'm Sherry of Texas. Okay, so she was Mary of Magdalene, Jesus of Nazareth. So we go back and looked at Mary of Magdala in Luke 8. And again, it shows that she was affluent, which means she had money. She, and, and she and others gave their money to the ministry of Jesus. So she followed Jesus and she had seven demons cast out of her. So what was her crime? What did she do? Well, think about it. We got to take a look at the root of why why women are being oppressed like this. All right, Mary of Magdala was a woman. She had money, had seven demons cast out, so she had to be a whore. See how that gets gets uh, all messed up. The Bible doesn't say that at all. No other other cross-references for that either. So, as a matter of fact, even the three Gospels describe Mary as the first witness to the resurrection. In Mark's account, Jesus rebuked the men for not believing the first woman evangelist, and that was Mary. She's the first one to declare he has risen. And they didn't believe him, and Jesus rebuked them. Look this up yourself now. The book of John's really good. got the good things about it like that. So, why is this still taught today? Because denominations are still teaching and applying Old Testament principles to New Testament God. 
You can't do that. You cannot apply Old Testament principles to a New Testament God. You see, in the Old Testament, there was a record of Satan being at war with women. In Genesis 3.15, it says, I will put an enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Now, enmity means hatred. The New Living Translation says God put a hatred between Satan and the woman. Yeah, Satan hates us and we hate him. That's okay to hate Satan, you know. All right. So Satan has used religion to keep women beat down and not fulfilling the call of God on their life, not fulfilling their destiny. We have a destiny, women. We have a destiny in God. Jesus did that for us. Now, I want to go back to the word religion. If we look at the United States, people will say the predominant religion here is Christianity, and that's true. But it has another meaning as well. It comes from the uh, yeah, it's a Latin word, religare, which means return to bondage. So when I say religion, I mean the basic mainline denominational teaching, primarily from Calvinist backgrounds, but not solely. And they exalt the church doctrine above the word of God. That's why you haven't heard some of these things before. That's why you hear some lies like this. Okay, the big lie has to do with our identity as a woman and God ordained desires as women is being squashed in a lot of cases and we we're going to bust this open we're busting it open that's what there's so many bible busters about women in ministry i think i'm going to make a whole series on it you know i think the women you're going to be empowered you're going to be set free and you're going to see who you're really called to be in christ all right so i have a question now i know some of y'all when you bring this up or, or ask questions uh People that get stuck in the Old Testament, you know, they throw things at you. Well, ask them this. Ask them this question. I got some good stuff here. If someone you know is still stuck in the Old Testament about women, ask them about Deborah. Yes, the book of Deborah, or excuse me, the book of Judges talks about Deborah. And Deborah in the Hebrew means honeybee. That name Deborah means honeybee. That means she can sting like a bee to her enemies, but bring sweet words of encouragement and wise counsel to her people, to her family. Think, of, Look at this. She was a wife, a mother, an intercessor, a judge, and a prophet. Yes, she was a prophet of God. That means she knew the word of God and she spoke and taught men too. Hello. She had an outstanding resume for a middle-aged woman living in an oppressive Middle Eastern culture. No one told her she could not preach to men. It was men who came to her for advice and counsel and teaching. Take that. All right, Deborah knew the first five books of the Bible very well. That's called the Torah. She didn't waste time on things she shouldn't, like uh, soap operas and reality TV. Of course, they didn't have that back then, but they still, they had other ways of wasting time, and, and they didn't, she just didn't do it. She dove right in. And most believe Deborah was from the tribe of Issachar, and that tribe had an understanding of the times and seasons of God. She knew, that's one of the things that made her smart. She had a relationship with God. 
She just didn't know the Bible. She had a relationship with her. And see, God wants us as women to operate in our God-given destiny. We have a destiny. We are called to be, just like Deborah, warriors in the spirit, warriors in our way of life. Yes, we can nurture and culture, you know, care for people, but we're to be warriors in the spirit, not beat down, not told to go to the back room. Warriors. Now, we cannot operate as a Deborah when we walk in spirit of fear of man or if we have a fear of religion. God is empowering us women to break through these barriers, overcome these obstacles, and squash our God-given destiny. We're going to squash the devil. We're going to get our God-given destiny and squash his plans. So, to do that, it is necessary for you to find the right church for you to be in. Because your destiny is tied to the church you're going to. I'm going to say that again. Your destiny is tied to the church you're going to. So research it out. If you're feeling oppressed or just not excited about going to church, something's wrong. Check it out. And you're going to be set free. So until next time. And we can check out some more Bible Busters. I pray this sets you free and helps you on your way. And we're going to be doing some more. We're going to have fun. We're just going to have a whole lot of fun. So until then, be blessed and shalom.